Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh... It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? Hitler. Just prepare to. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a wash and unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to The Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is March 26th, 2023, and this is episode 640. Coming to you from the high school home of Jamison Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. This show, we're going to discuss a 1-2 and two week, and then a 1-3 and three week for the Pacers, including games against Detroit, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Charlotte, Toronto, Boston, and Atlanta. Joining me this week are two of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toasts. First, from Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the concrete and the crappy jingles. It's John Colson. <laughs> what is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, quick shout out to March Madness. It is madness. Yeah. Uh, first time... Uh, that no number ones have been in the lead eight since they started seeding in 1979, which is um, when I was born. So I guess I was seeded in 78. But uh, good one. Yeah, it took you a month to work on that joke. <laughs> I, I, I had two weeks off. <laughs> and from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Shout out, Missing Unbeatable Joey. Hope you're doing great, buddy. Miss you. Indeed. Shout out. And shout out to you, listeners. Uh, we we left you in the lurch last week. We just couldn't pull together uh, enough people to do a show. So. Oh, but they, we'll, were, uh, they were left we'll make with up for it this classics, though. Uh, Harper and I de- debating the top 25 players by position of all time. I mm. thought it was uh, it must listen if you haven't heard it, so go back. Indeed. All right. Is there anything you want to recant now? No, Probably I, I, most I, of it. Well, no, but it was a moment <laughs> in time, you know, and that's what I like about it. It, it. it was a moment in time like five years ago. What? Sure. Wasn't that the one that like we couldn't release because we were so hammered? No, no, no. That was the one before that that, ah. that never got. We never we never released okay. that one. This gotcha. was this was the this was our second attempt at that, <laughs> and we stayed soberish for, for the first five. <laughs> there was lots of debates there was lots of uh swearing and throwing of punches but uh i think we came out to some really good decisions it was good sounds like a great listen yeah all right before we start the show just want to remind you folks that the show is brought to you by you you can head over to patreon.com slash undebeatables to support the longest running pacers podcast for as little as a dollar a month and there are higher tiers and i imagine if you join at a high enough tier, you might get access to that unreleasable uh, the four, top 25 four hour. Yeah, four hours of uh, 
It's the Snyder cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, yeah, if we get enough uh, folks to uh, uh, join Patreon, I think we could have Joey here tonight. I think he just needs just <laughs> extra 600 yeah. bucks a week, I think is what he needs. So make it And happen. maybe Colson would have stop having to tote around a ton and a half of concrete <laughs> in a week. <laughs> All right, boys, so since we missed last week, we have seven games to catch up on here. Uh, grand total, the Pacers went two and five in these games. Uh, so let's just rattle them off. Uh, uh, two weeks ago, Monday, uh, the Pacers played Detroit in that weird back-to-back. Uh, we played Detroit two times in a row. If you'll remember, the first time we whooped them, and the second time they whooped us. So... Uh, they beat us 117 to 97 in that game. Uh, Jordan Nwora led the way with 20 points. Pacers uh, get a couple days off and then play Milwaukee on Thursday uh, and pull this one out, surprisingly. A fully healthy Milwaukee squad, and the Pacers win 139 to 123. Eight Pacers scored in double figures in that game. Uh, it was quite a watch. Uh, then Saturday, following that, the Pacers played Philadelphia uh, again and again got uh, manhandled uh, by <laughs> Joel Embiid. Uh, 141 to 121 was scoring that game. Uh, okay, and then this week on Monday, the Pacers played at Charlotte uh, and lost to the Robots. Uh, 115 to 109. Turner led the way. Uh, well, Turner and Heald led the way with 20 each. Uh, Ubre Jr. led the way for the the Hornets with 28, and some guy named Nick Richards uh, pulled down 17 rebounds on us. Pacer killer Nick Richards. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows who Nick Richards is, right? I think I took a. Uh, uh, English 101 with him. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wednesday, the Pacers travel across uh, the border up north and play Toronto in the Raptors gym, and they win 118 to 114. Canadians showed particularly well yes, in this game. Did. Andrew Nemhard, uh, the silent B is for baller, 25 points and 10 assists. Uh, Matherin got a start and played quite well, and so did O'Shea Brissett. Yeah. Uh, the sauce. Start. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool to see. Uh, and then Friday, the Pacers were in Boston, and they got manhandled by the Celtics. The notable point here, uh, Tyrese Halliburton finally returns to the lineup, so that's good to see. He had 20 and 9 assists. Uh, but the Pacers just ice cold uh, from the range. They shot... Four of 26 from three-point range, which tallies to 15.6%. Perfect. Uh, Yeah. And then uh, Saturday, yesterday, as we were recording the Pacers, uh, returned to the field house. Is that right? That was back in the field house? No, we were still on the road. No, still on the road. At Atlanta, uh, Pacers lose this one, 143 to 130. Jordan Nawara. Uh, 33 points in this game off the oh, bench. Uh, and then Halliburton, 19, uh, along with 13 assists. All right, so that's a lot of stuff. Where do you want to start first, Colson? 
Well, I think there's some really interesting through lines in, in, in these uh, two weeks. Uh, first, the coaching staff has just decided they're just going to experiment. I mean, part of it is, you know, uh, Halliburton's injury and, and uh, you know, Miles Turner missed a couple games. Uh, but we've been switching up the starting lineup quite a bit. Um, near the – this week, uh, Matherin started getting starts and Buddy Heald's coming off the bench – um, and that showed well in the first game where Matherin, I think, got 18. Uh, but he's not really found his space in the starting lineup uh, for the rest of the week. Kind of low scoring, low minutes. Um, Isaiah Jackson has reemerged as, I guess, the guy that beat out uh, Jalen Smith as our backup big man. But also our starting big man when Miles Turner is out and has played very well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, a different starting lineup almost every uh, day over the last you know five or six games. So, hmm. I realize I forgot Maybe. to shout out Nimhard the Younger and Creighton, uh, who unfortunately oh, yeah. went down today to San Diego State, who make their way to Houston for the Final Four. Good game though. Great game. Yeah, no, it was a pretty fun week of basketball other than, you know, the 75 turnovers or whatever we had in those four games. Was... <laughs> well, we just give up 140 points a game now is what we do. It's just like... I mean, you don't know who's on the court with you at any given moment. So you're just going to throw the ball out of bounds. I'm with no, you. Yeah. yeah. Wara and Jackson this week, dude. Those guys yeah. were huge. Wara had a 20-point quarter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's bonkers. Yeah. And yeah, Jackson just looked great at times. I mean, jeez. Yeah, I poor Jalen Smith. Shoot, Turner's looking in his rearview mirror right now. I mean, <laughs> that kid's just balling. Well, I think I think what Jackson and Wara do very well is that they they find open spaces because we have so many passers, particularly when Halliburton's back. But Nimhard and McConnell are just finding people that are cutting to the basket, and and Wara and Jackson are doing that very effectively this week. Well, War is also stroking that three ball like nobody's business. I that's mean, true. It's true. That, mm-hmm. that that's going to keep you on the floor. You know, he's working hard and he's you know active in the paint, but you know, just shoot fifty percent from the three point line in every game, and you know, everything will be fine. The rest will work itself out. You know, and, and Jackson, Jackson with the hops on both ends of the floor, guys are finding him up above the rim. You know, fun throwdowns. You know. In spite of all the turnovers, because of the pace this team plays, they're still really fun to watch. I really do like this team. Uh, but, you know, when you're turning the ball over just constantly on the road, you're going to run into some troubles for sure. Um, certainly to that point, great to get Halliburton back. Um, you know, if it were me, he'd still be sitting. But, you know, hey, who am I to nitpick? <laughs> I, I love watching the guy play basketball. It's amazing. Uh, well, no, you know, we were watching these games and after we beat uh, the Raptors, who were just ahead of us, uh, you know, in the standings, I thought there's a chance if we get Halberton back here, we can go a little bit of run. We beat the Hawks. Uh, we could put ourselves in the play in and maybe even like the eighth or ninth spot. Um, you know, Halliburton shows up. He's throwing no look passes. He's doing show and goes. He's looking fantastic. Um, I'm jazzed. I'm ready to go on this run. And. We just don't play defense at all anymore. And we get, I mean, we're just letting people score 140. You're not going to win a lot of games that way. Right. You can so, beat the Raptors. Yeah. 
Yeah, they can't <laughs> score it that clip. They can't, but yeah, but they can't score the clip that the rest of the teams that we play this week are. I no, I mean, I, I so I think that that maybe that that play in dream is out of out of uh, not completely mathematically out of range, but uh, you mean the play in nightmare? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I just kind of was like, all season I've been rooting to be in the, you know, uh, the tankathon, and and then I was like, well, screw it, let's go see if we can get some guys to playoff experience, and and now we're just kind of. I, I mean, I it. get. It. I just, you know, I, I joke. I, I just, I think we're fine either way. I just, you know, I love the development and the burn that these young kids are getting, and what they're showing with the minutes that they do get. Um, you know, if we make a play-in, you know, hey, God bless, we'll be fine. We got plenty of draft picks in this draft. Uh, I think we're better off a little bit <laughs> lower on the lottery ladder. But, you know, I just, you know, these guys are doing great at what they're doing right now. I'm perfectly happy with where this team's at. I've, I've really enjoyed I, re- I enjoyed the week of basketball. Well, yeah, and the coaching staff, I think, has kind of embraced that. I mean, we really are just experimenting right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, coach up the coaches. Carlisle's trying to uh... – set a record for most number of different starting lineups. Like he's trying to break his own record from, from the, the brawl year. Yeah. The, I was going to say the brawl year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they just, they're, so just in just the, to, they're just in the back, like shaking dice in the, see his number. They just have a dartboard with like all the guys <laughs> pictures on it. And they just, yeah. Somebody's kid. throws a dart. Um, so just to update the standings, the Pacers are currently 33-42, and 42, and that is three and a half games behind the Bulls for the 10th spot. Um, we are mathematically tied with the Wizards, uh, but I think we have the tiebreaker yeah, or something. Yeah, like I think so we do, yeah. Definitely against the Bulls. I can't remember against the Wizards. It's hard to imagine them winning any games, but somehow they have 33, so what do I know? They, I remember they won one game against us early in the season, and I was all like, Prazinga and Kuzma are going to win the East. <laughs> so I remember that happening. So, so, but I think we do have the tiebreaker on them. Yeah, since I then. think so. Uh, and then as we look to the bottom, the Pacers are a game and a half ahead of the Magic. And what is that going to be? 32 and 41. A game uh, ahead of Portland. So currently... Orlando sits in the fifth spot, and Portland is in the sixth spot. We're in the seventh. Wizards seventh, oh. Pacers eighth. Oh right, because we have the tiebreaker. Oh yeah. Now there are there are rumors swirling that Portland is going to shut down Dame for the rest of the season, and given how well they play with Dame Leonard in the lineup, uh, you can just zero out the wins for the rest of the season for them <laughs> once that happens. Mm. Fair enough. Do you think that uh, sitting him will hurt his uh, All NBA chances, or is it just kind of set at this point? I mean, it certainly doesn't help. Is he in the conversation for All NBA? I mean, I think so. The man averages like thirty-three points a game. Yeah, I'm sure he'd that... make the second or third team somehow. You okay. know what I mean? But like, there's no kicker for him. I can't imagine that yeah. matters for him financially. Well, we're not financially, uh, does it help? but like all these people are have yeah, egos and they want to be in the, you know, uh, you know, uh, for the future, his Hall of Fame career sort of thing. I, I mean, I think Dame wants to be in a place where his damn team can succeed more than anything. Would he give up a, you know, a first team All NBA to put his franchise in a position to not just suck annually? Yes, he <laughs> yes, would do he that would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. 
Um, and, you know, I just this is terrible for the organization because you know <laughs> Dame is not Dame can't be happy with where they're well, at. Well, this is right? like one of this is one of the best years he's ever played, and he's like he's phenomenal. You know, yeah, and he just continues to you know light it up every night. But you know, why even bother showing Portland on national TV because it's just you know Dame flashing and an L coming up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. But anyway, that doesn't help the Pacers, you know, right. move down the draft ladder. So, you know, again, it's a lottery. You know, I, I just I don't care that much where we land. I just I, I think we keep doing what we do. I think, you know, speaking to coaches, I think it's a great opportunity for Rick to, you know, give some of these other guys, you know, lots of responsibility on game day and, you know, coach up the staff, too. And, you know, let's put ourselves in a great position to succeed next year um, and just have tons of fun. These guys are great and the chemistry seems good. We're in good shape. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel like everybody's rooting for each other. I definitely feel like there's, you know, I mean, we talked about a lot of turnovers, but a lot of that comes from a lot of trying to share the ball, which is great. Um, I I thought that, you know, maybe the coach staff was taking this time to see if they could put Mather in that starting lineup, something they didn't do all season, um, you know, at this point to mixed results. And it's also been mixed results for Buddy Heald. Um, he doesn't seem to play as well off the bench. Um so, I don't know what that looks like uh, long term. Um, the other thing that I thought when you talk about coaching experimenting um, was that Bucks game. Um, we threw so many different kind of zones at the Bucks that I couldn't even keep up. Like I feel like I know some stuff about basketball. Um, we were running a, a three-two zone on them. No, no, I'm sorry. We were running a two-three zone on them. And they kept splitting it, and so we switched to a 3-2, or maybe the other way around. It, it, they basically were just slicing us up, and I'm like, why are we running zones then? Stop it, stop it. And then they went to, like, a 4-1? and one. Yeah, the box and one. Yeah. and it My, my actually personal favorite, st- I don't know why. Yeah, no, like, we, <laughs> I, we, we started with the 3-2, and two and they were slicing it up. Then we went to the 2-3, and three and it actually helped. And then we went to the box and one, and the box and one was like, oh, yeah, we actually started winning that game. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's play around with zones forever and see what happens. Like, Because we could not beat them man-to-man. Within, like, I don't I, after the first quarter, they were like, all right, screw it. We're going with zones. Um, and we just kept fiddling with it. So that's fun. I mean, maybe there's something there. But, I mean, the rest of the week or week and a half, you know, we're still giving up 140 points whether we're fiddling his zones or going with man to man, like I don't, it's, 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 it's concerning. <laughs> you, well, you know, you don't, I, you're not really going to be a threat in the NBA if you can't play NBA defense, you know, but, but you have to go through these growing pains, right? And like, first of all, technically the box and one is not really an NBA defense that you can get, gets much burned. I was watching it. It was kind of working. I, it, it, <laughs> People pulled out of the hat occasionally. Like Steph yeah. Curry, they used. I, I can't remember what this is like three years ago now. Somebody used it to like great effect against Steph Curry, like a couple different rounds. But like these are the growing pains that you have to go through, right? I, you know, as much as we are still making errors, like I, I feel like we're coming along. Like those rotations are getting a little bit better. You know, you see plays now and again where guys are like recognizing how that zone is collapsing and a little bit quicker, right? And getting out to the three point line where they need to be. Is there still a lot of work to do? Sure. But, you know, in order to have a defense that's always on a string, you just you're going to make a lot of mistakes first. And that's what we're doing. We, we need to, you know, figure it out now while we have the time, not while we're, you know, 
in a playoff run and coach calls the two three zone and you're like what right yeah especially when it's all guys that are third year or younger in the league and they're still wrapping their heads around i mean there's so much information that one has to digest Mm -hmm. um to not only just to understand how the zone should work but then also incorporate how individual players or the other team is going to counter yeah uh punch that zone or whatever those guys understand and, offense on the other yeah, side of the and ball. yeah and they're scouted reports you know i'm sure all the coaches tell these guys like okay so if it gets kicked over to this guy he's gonna dribble this way and pull up for a 18 footer or whatever but like that's just a lot of information to have in your head and process all at once in real time yeah yeah when it's also yeah. you're just trying to follow the ball yeah exactly <laughs> just trying to keep the guy in front of me man yeah, yeah. try not to fall so, over <laughs> it makes sense and, and i think it's a good thing well, that was just um, me i guess you know at this too, point but... to to give these guys that experience but also to get on tape some of these um you know interactions between maybe funky lineups or guys that you wouldn't necessarily have on the floor together. So the, so that the coaching says has things to work with in the off season of, or, or ways to fix problems that they might see or whatever. Sure. And it's good well, for the scouts too, you know, find out like what weird, you know, things work in your world. And maybe there's somebody in the second yeah. round that, you know, is just going to fit somehow. Well, there right. was there was an interesting uh, in the uh, Sixers game. Uh, Embiid kept getting uh, his switches on either healed or Nemhard, and just I mean going to work. I mean, it, friggin' mm. Embiid. Is he wasn't a, going to work. He was going to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he's an MVP candidate. He was unstoppable against us. Uh, I think we probably added to his you know MVP case if we wanted to. Uh, but I thought that potentially, not that all NBA. Uh, teams aren't stealing from each other all the time, but I saw some stuff that uh, we did against the Celtics with um, following similar switches to get Miles Turner on uh, Derek White, and he went to work. So you know, um, you know, if we can kind of live, I mean, not that they haven't already have that figured out, but I just it's it was just watching them together this week it, it, it felt like there was some stealing going on if we can if we can pick up on stuff and evolve that way and like you know because if you could put a, put a team in a torture chamber just do it you know until they stop you right and that's what Embiid does every night <laughs> so can we can we take advantage of him you know a miles turner's shooting ability and height as well you know yeah absolutely i mean but I, I agree with you that it is obviously the biggest concern of this team going forward is, you know. Their trash defense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? The trash. inability trash. To, to get a stop, stop when you and need a stop. At all. Right? We and, can score. We can score. Yeah, I mean, so, and I mean, that's the way the league is going at some level, but clearly the teams that are able to at least make the other team sweat a little bit uh are going to be more successful, especially come playoff time, you know, yeah. and whatnot. So. Um, I don't want to. I don't want this uh, episode to get away without um, really saying that the this week was about Andrew Nimhard, right? I mean, hmm. he's amazing. This kid is for real. He played, uh, you know, most of the week without, um, you know, as our he played as our starting point guard, you know, without um, Halliburton on the floor with him. 
and was brilliant. And then when Halliburton came back, he still plays fantastic as that off guard. Um, I'm just, this guy looks more and more and more like a piece of the future and not just a, you know, a piece for now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's he, played great. The, the, the level of command that he had in that Toronto game, which I watched a, a fair amount of, was just unbelievable. Like, he was seeing things, you know, two steps ahead and had a, a level of confidence that was just through the roof. Like, that, you know, there was a point in the – it was a tight game down the stretch, um, and he just came down and – you know, had a sweet like step back three pointer from twenty eight feet or something like that, and it was one of those things where like you knew he was going to make it. Like it was that he was at that level. Um, so yeah, it's really good to see. I mean, yeah, I think we got our backup point guard of the future sort of uh, wrapped up. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, if anything, we're looking at an embarrassment of riches at the one spot, right? It's like, what do we do with Andrew mm-hmm. Nimhart in the short term because? TJ McConnell, right? We've been playing him a lot yep. of off guard, but it's clear from his play throughout the season that uh, not only is he talented at one, which we knew, but he's getting better and he's learning from the coaches and he's learning probably from Tyrese Halliburton, I'd imagine, uh, even though he's not much, not much older. Um, well, and, and he's for much McConnell more natural and, fit at one because of the size. Yeah, and for McConnell and apparently now from George Hill, like I mean, I it just it strikes me as a guy that you just can't really keep off the floor. Like I, I know that Ben Matherin is the future at, at two guard for us, but you start to wonder whether this, this two point guard, you know, backcourt, the way that, that Nimhart is developing at, at such a lightning quick uh, pace um, could be something you, you know, you have to deal with moving forward. You know, do we, you know, do we yeah. have to put Matherin at, at a three? You know, sort of thing. That's what we've been doing this, you know, this week. I mean, potentially. I mean, to to tie the our previous conversation to this, I think that uh, the two point guard lineup and uh, Nimhard's sort of lack of size on the defensive end is a pretty big liability at this point. Size I mean, does say he's, he's not going to get better at that as time goes on. But like, I think that you know, that's definitely something that we need well, to no, like he, if his size won't get better but he's a pretty solid i mean i mean no one on our team is is a good defender but like right, he's exactly. one of our better perimeter defenders which is not to say much yeah i mean sure, I, yeah. I i i think you know there's going to be a couple guys who go into the off season with you know pretty clear instructions that they need to work on their defense and you know they're not third stringers they're you know tyrese halliburton and ben matherin and you know guys who we expect to carry this franchise forward, right? We, we're going to expect some perimeter improvement from those guys too. Um, so it's, you know, the, the size is a bit of a handicap. But, you know, again, it, it's great to have all these players that, you know, we can slot in and, we, you know, it gives coaches a lot of options and that's and that's fun. Um, you know, Wara too. I mean, I, 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 he's just, he's a really good player. You're going to have he to is. find minutes for this guy or someone mm-hmm. else will. Yeah. But what, what, a, what, a, what a pickup. I mean, this guy was on no one's radar. And, and what a second half of the season he's having. It's cool. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, just his shooting ability alone is like going to keep him in the NBA for a while, right? Yeah. Like, 
Neesmith, yeah. Neesmith has been looking good too. So I, yeah, dude, just we got a bunch a of guys. guys There's well. just a bunch of guys, you know. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, yeah, they're they they all have bright futures, and you know, it's not, you know, it's not turning into wins right now. But you got to feel good about the progress these guys are making. Yeah, you know, the development, and that's the whole point, right? This whole season was about developing these guys, and I feel like that's been accomplished. It doesn't seem like we have it all figured out, but. Well, and I, th- I think that Harper makes a good point that, you know, identifying what things these guys should work on in the off season is pretty important, right? And making those decisions correctly, you know, is, is critical, right? Like you don't want to have somebody go and work on, you know, a post game or something like that, that they have no business working on or something. You know what I mean? Like you hear these stories of NBA guys that get told to like, yeah, especially with bigger guys, you know, like beef up and, you know, don't don't worry about improving your shooting, you know, or whatever. And then they the next year they get told a different thing by a different yeah. set of coaches or, sure. or a new coach who says, yeah, we're going to yeah. run a gun out here, you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I like that there's some stability of the coaching staff. I mean, Carlisle's not going anywhere, you know. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I'm at not. least not next year. So. Right. Yeah. Hopefully not for a while. Yeah. yeah. But. All right. Well, uh, seven games left in the season. Four of them this week. Uh, Monday, the play- Pacers uh, now actually do return to the Fieldhouse uh, for a three-game set, uh, hosting the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Wednesday, hosting the Milwaukee Bucks, mm. and Friday, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then there's a game Sunday at Cleveland. That game's at eight o'clock, so we probably won't talk about it on next week's show, but. Um, there are four games on the sked for next week. What are you guys feeling? Uh, for well, Dallas, Dallas is a dumpster fire right now. We may talk about them a little bit on Thursday. So, um, I actually, I, I think they're due. For, I actually think they're due for a win. So, uh, I think Milwaukee and Dallas both need one real bad. So I'll go one and two. Hmm. Um. I. The Thunder is, they're playing real hard. I think they want to, like, make the playoffs and do stuff. So I'm going to go 0 3. All right. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> we, we got Dallas. And then Milwaukee, I think, uh, will overlook us again and we'll beat them again. Nice. <laughs> just, we'll they just like, forgot that we beat them the other day. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care about this seeding. Who cares? Yeah. Where are they at? They're like already, aren't they uh, set? No, they're uh, they're, they're, they're not one... not set. They are two yeah, games okay. ahead of Boston for yeah. the one. Yeah, currently the gotcha. one seed, but it's yeah, it's all and 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 also they did something stupid. Was that last year or two yeah. years ago where they rested everybody and lost <laughs> lost their seed? So, yeah, right. And and then yeah, and then lost in the playoffs on the road. So yeah, yeah they're so, they're not going to make that mistake again. I don't. They got to keep I, winning. They're going to finish strong this year. Yeah. Right on. All right. Well, uh, we'll see what happens until we do that. We want to thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Unabeatables. On Facebook.com slash The Unabeatables. Uh, sh- you can email us at shoutout at TheUndebeatables.com. We've got a website, TheUndebeatables.com. 
and if you're over there, we've got a contact form that you can uh, send us a note, or you can hop on over to the store link, get yourself a small t-shirt. For the architect, Tony Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Donnie. <laughs> no, nope. you, you've huffed too much uh, cement. Mixing. No, I started. I, let me start over. <laughs> Bobby Sick Leonard. <clears throat> you can edit this in post, right? Oh yeah, I'm, believe me, I'm going to edit this. Don't yeah, worry, Harper's Don't definitely. Worry. Get, he's got your back on yeah. this one for sure. <laughs> I got you, dude. I see him writing down the timestamp right now and everything. <laughs> Turn up lights! The party's over. Solid <laughs> finish. Nice. Strong oh, close. Yes. Darn it. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. I was, uh, I was distracted. You're ready for the playoffs. Well, no, I was yeah. distracted, but I was, lo- I was looking at the Thunder. They're in the 10th seed. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10. I think they want to make the playoffs. I think, I think uh, you know, I mean, they're in a fight with the Mavs and the Jazz and the Lakers and the Wolves and the Pelicans, but they can do this. <laughs> they can do this. The Mavs and the Jazz and the Lakers and the Wolves <laughs> and Pelicans. Yeah. But not Portland anymore, so that's one team. That's true. Baseball. That's true. They don't have yeah. to worry about Portland yeah. anymore. Um, uh, SGA, right? Uh is he going to make an all uh, NBA team? Absolutely. Definitely. Is it going to be over Damian Lillard? I would put if it came down to that. Would he be listed as a forward? No, 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 no. They're, no, they're he's both a two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's a one? Big I don't know. He's whatever he wants to do. He's he's whatever he wants to be. He's listed <laughs> as a guard. He's a two. I think Giddy is the... But Giddy's like a forward. What are they even doing over there? Like, that's the thing. They just throw like five, six, seven guys on the floor and they're like, have fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it works. And it, it's working. For most. Uh, and they yeah. get more wins than we do. 40% of the time. So. <laughs> works 100% works of the time. The time. 48.6% of the time. Save it for the pod. <laughs>